Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. This is part two of my interview with Coach James. Let's dive right in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because not many people have faith. Or yeah. they do, and they have an emotion or like a connection yeah. to their faith, but yeah, yeah. they're not, it's not driven. It doesn't, it's not in their gut. Yeah. You know, and I get what you're saying. I was raised in a Catholic environment, and a lot of my friends, yeah, you know, I was raised Catholic, blah, 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 blah. You got to go to church, or I don't want to go. I mean, but I, I feel like it's a passion. I want to go. Yeah. I feel I need to go. Mm-hmm. So is is that where that comes from you? Is that what made you drive? And... I would say my walk with God that I've had my whole life has been pretty much the only stable thing in my life. The only thing I can fall back on to this day, really. You know, when everything else is chaos and everything turns upside down, that's still the only thing I have to hold on to. And... Uh, a couple of scriptures I always meditated on were Romans 8.28 and Jeremiah 29.11. I, 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 to this day, know those scriptures by heart. You know, it's just the words that are in there, you know, that God knows the plans for me, you know, plans are prospering, not to harm me. I knew that the trials and tribulations I was going through weren't Him attacking me. I knew it wasn't Him testing me, as some people might think. You know, God doesn't take cancer and test you. Right, he doesn't take twice. Yeah, he won't take AIDS and test you. I think that's that's stupidity to think that. Um, you know, the devil he'll you know reap, seek to to destroy your life and and take you off course. And generally, your plan is here, and God's plan's over here. And the devil's gonna take you somewhere way off course. Right. And that's where people get sidetracked, like Lambo, right. the, the the Lambos, the Porsches, and all that kind right. of stuff. I mean, but, uh, yeah, for me, I always just knew wh- why I was doing it. I knew my why, if that makes sense. Yeah. And my why was, you know, my goal uh, was to make $300 million and retire. That was my goal. It didn't happen. Right. Not even close. Not even close to a million bucks. But, I mean, I can take all my experiences that I had and I can share them with people and relate to people all over the world. And I can still play ball with the best pros in the game. I and that's worth more than anything. Yeah. That's worth more than money. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know, I had a similar situation where I had two back surgeries and was unable to go play yeah. college. And I had gotten a scholarship myself. But anyways, we're not interviewing you. We're interviewing you. So in that aspect, from a coach to a coach, how wonderful or how fulfilling of, of life do you have to give back to kids? Because for me, at one point, I absolutely hated the game. And it wasn't because of God, and it wasn't because of the game. It was because of my own body. It was my own my own doing. I wasn't eating the right foods. I wasn't stretching enough. I wasn't conditioning myself properly as maybe I thought I was, so I got hurt. You get hurt for a reason. And so, for you, you know, once I started coaching is when I found my calling. I was like, ah, 
all the playing, all the basketball playing and, and doing geared me to do this. Right. It's to right. Gain, gain all this knowledge growing up to give back. And that is the greatest gift I can give. I, I love it every day. I feel younger. I feel more vibrant. I, I love it. Yeah. How, how do you feel with coaching? Uh, it frustrates me a little bit. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna lie. It's, it's hard to find that same grit, as you said. Yeah. In myself that I had, it's hard to see that in the in the youth or the the, the players nowadays because there's so much hype in shoes and clothes and money and all these promises, bro. Like, I think I'm the last original breed that doesn't give a rip about money. I really don't. Because right. if I was homeless today and had nothing, I would still be sitting here talking to you, sharing my story, and hope that it would change somebody's life somewhere around the world. Whether I can give them something or not, or can buy something or not, doesn't matter to me at all. Right. And uh, it's hard coaching right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't find the players see the true worth in themselves, which is also why I started coaching. Um, my pro career ended in 2013 in a bad car accident. I kind of snapped my foot and I couldn't walk or run or jump or do anything really. So I just limped everywhere. And so a uh, little man asked me, uh, my stepson Warren, he was like, hey, you want to coach my team, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, good, I've never coached in my life. But sure, it was just a rec team, you know. It was kind of like, well, uh, I'm my dad now, you know. So now I had that to overcome too. I'm like, God, I'm just like it. Like I, I was a great player. And then I got sidetracked trying to help everybody and yeah. didn't take care of myself. And then I lost everything. And, and now look, I'm my dad yeah. all over again. It's like, what the heck? Once I found myself in coaching, after we won a little championship with the rec league, my first time ever coaching, we won a championship. It was really, really cool for me. I've won a couple championships playing. So I wasn't like overly excited, uh, you know, like it hasn't happened before, but it was my first time ever taking what I know and imparting into other people to the magnitude I think that, that I've done now. Right. Yeah. And I actually enjoy it. Um, you do enjoy it. Yeah. I've been coaching now probably five seasons, so about five years. I've been training players for over 10 and uh, I really enjoy the training you enjoy the more skills. than the, the coaching. Do you think kids are more skilled now than they were when you and I played? No, not even close. Really? Yeah. Really? Not even close. Okay. Okay. I know kids that are in 6th and 7th grade that are legitimate 6th and 7th graders and not held back three years. Yes. Okay? Like they are let's, now, yes. Let's be honest. Yes. No, I mean, I, these are yes. sophomores in 8th, 7th grade. Right. Like, the two don't coincide with me. When I played ball, the kid that I was playing against my freshman year was on the senior varsity team. He was 17, 16, 18 tops. Not 20, right. held back two years. But they were fully <coughs> developed athletes. I was always the smallest guy on the team, skinniest guy. I never touched a weight until I was 23 years old. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So once I learned the health, the fitness, the, all that kind of things, those are the important things to yeah. add to my training. That makes me the full, well-rounded package I am now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know now that you're obviously you're a coach. Yeah. And that... You do personal training. You do fitness. Yeah. So, do you tell that to your 
athletes that you train, like for basketball, do you do you put them through a mindset of okay, this is what we're gonna train with exercising, which is explosive exercises, um, whether you're doing sprints or long distance running, stretching, um, try to get them on a correct diet and clean eating, and then also your skill training, which is you know your jump shots, your your dribbling skills, all of that. Yes, as of this year, I actually just changed my strategy and training in general. I'm only taking five personal training clients for all-around health and fitness and five basketball training clients. That's it. And I will not go over that until those five people have accomplished what their goal is to get in D1 or get a probe job. My focus is going to be on those core five individuals. That's not saying I won't help out in camps, etc., etc. Right. But I will not train a, a basketball player any right. any longer that will not want to do the weight training, want to do the healthy eating, want to not do Xbox, PlayStation for 10 hours a day, yeah. flip that paradigm a little bit and do basketball 8 to 10 hours a day, yeah. read a book for an hour or two, you know? Right do some finger drills like finger push-ups or right. you know it's just different like things you know what i mean driving a tennis ball and just, yeah just know. little things bro yeah. my players that i train they they all do that they all they're do all that. on an eating plan they're you know a meal plan they're all on a workout plan with weights bands whatever they're to fit their limitations they're all different all different ages but yeah all the players i train coach uh, when I coach, everybody's on a meal plan, no candy, no soda, no donuts, no pizza, no carbs, nothing. The whole squad, if they, if so, then they, they pay for it in practice. <laughs> That's great. No, I, I absolutely do agree that kids nowadays, I feel they just, there's too much distractions. Yeah. Social media um, yeah. and all that. So I, I feel that, you know, there's a lot of kids that, that say, oh, I'll play later, or I did practice, and I'm like, I, I feel that they don't do it enough on their own. Yeah, it feels sure. like they need to be more babied, yeah. pulled by the hand, and led yeah. to the drinking fountain, as you would say. <laughs> this you generation know, is... Too, right? Oh, yeah. The generation now of, of, of kids, they're, they're smart, you know what I mean? But... Uh, I just, my mom was the kind of person that like, hey, you're five, if you want to go to your friend's house, go, be back by it's dark, uh, okay, you know what I mean? Right. And that kind of taught me to be a little more independent, which I thank her for, you know, because our relationship with, with her was distant for, for years. I never really had a good relationship with my mom until 2009. It was really... Uh, we always had issues. My mom's had cancer nine times, so she's been sick my whole life. Um, even to this day, you know, I have to have surgery in a couple of weeks. So it's always been something I've had to overcome. I've never really had, like I, like I said in the beginning, a stable platform to, to follow or pursue my passions or my dreams. I've kind of put them aside, you know what I mean? several times you know to help my mom when my dad was gone help my dad or whatever or my grandma you know i've always said you know all right i'll stop doing what i'm doing and help somebody else that's kind of where i'm at when it comes to coaching it's like it's funny uh the teams i've been blessed to coach these last couple years are not the greatest teams but uh 
since I've stopped coaching high school basketball this season, took a break. Uh, the AD and a couple of the other coaches that are coaching now have contacted me and said, bro, I don't know how you did this. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, I don't know how you got as far as you did with the players you had. And I said, because I believed in them. Though they don't have faith and caught true faith at a Christian school, okay? They don't have faith and confidence in themselves to do great things, but I had enough faith and confidence because I've had it backed up for so long that I could carry the team with my faith. They're like, oh, that makes sense. I said, yeah, because I can't teach them how to have faith. They have to go through life's experiences, which will teach them how to have faith. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So when you take faith, which is a word used, yeah, in Christian society or, you know, other religious societies, it, all it is is take, it's taking the word belief, shrinking it a little bit, and giving it a little more power. Okay? Yeah. So when I say I have faith, I know when I step up to the free throw line, I'm making a jump shot. Right. I know when I play D versus uh, you know, James Harden, I'm going to lock him up. I'm going to force him right. Whatever I got to do to shut him down, that's where my mindset goes. And that's my level of faith. I don't believe anybody can beat me. Yeah, have I been beaten? Yeah, shoot. Little man beat me yesterday and gave him 21. So, yeah, yeah I've been beaten a million times. Yeah. But that it doesn't, but at the it doesn't given shrink moment, my faith. At the given moment, you have that faith. Yes, and that's what kids lack now. Kind of makes them what they call soft, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Emotional. Right. Very, very emotional. Uh, and expected, you know. I never walked on a basketball court and expect to play. No, you should never expect. Yeah. I, I, don't, I feel that you're right on that. You should never expect to play. You should, you should be able to deserve it. So you have to go fight for it. Yeah. You have to fight for that position. It's an honor to be on a court. Yes. With four other brothers versus another team of five. It's oh, yeah. an honor. It's not... Privilege. Yeah, it's not privilege. It's an honor. Yeah. Well, on that note... I'm going to say thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you, coach. Thank you. Ah!